You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hey everyone, this is Kristen Powers with Pet Shock at Pet Life Radio. Today our show interview is an unusual one because we're interviewing the sidekick Keith of Max A. Pooch, who is a recycled dog who recycles litter. Hello, sidekick Keith. How are you today? I'm doing well, Kristen, and how are you doing today? Quite well, thanks. So for our listeners, we must first know who Max A. Pooch is and what makes him different from other dogs. Well, Max A. Pooch is a rescue dog, and like lots of rescue dogs, if um, the shelter hadn't come along, he would have uh, ended up probably being put down in, in a rubbish heap. And what makes him different from other dogs is he's my dog, because just like millions and millions of other dogs, the best dog in the world is your own dog. And I think uh, all your listeners would agree with me, and I'm sure you would too. Yes, <laughs> I have two dogs of my own, and they're very much loved and treated like humans in my house. That's right. On my website, I actually have a paragraph where I call him Dr. Max A. Pooch, and he's a CIC, and that stands for Canine in Charge. Oh, yeah. Yep, they do rule the household. They certainly do. <laughs> cool. So what is Max A. Pooch's job, and how did this job begin? Max, he picks up cans and, and bottles when we go for a walk and brings them back to me. And then I put them in a recycling receptacle or bring them home and put them out for the recycler. And the way this started is that Max is a lab, and like lots of labs, he loves to chase tennis balls. And I saw some of our neighbors who had older lab labs, and they had arthritis and they couldn't chase tennis balls anymore and I said oh maybe Max needs a lifetime sport just like humans have golf or tennis as lifetime sports and so I looked around I said there's always litter wherever you go and so that's how um, we started and originally I was going to start him with uh, all litter then I quickly realized bad idea because there's really a lot of terrible stuff people leave behind. But cans and bottles are, are pretty safe, and I can keep an eye on them. Cool. So how long did it take to train Max to retrieve the specified litter that is like the recyclables and not like know how to differentiate everything? Well, that's an amazing thing. You asked me how Max was different from other dogs. He's one of the smartest dogs I've, I've come across. And he already knew how to fetch a ball, and I took him out. There's a big dog park not far from where we live with fenced-in training areas. And I took him out there, and it took him only a day. And to my amazement, he soon, it was like in no time, he would uh, differentiate cans and bottles from other litter. And now if he, his eyes are better than mine sometimes. And mm-hmm. if he sees something in a field, and I think it's a paper, uh, can or bottle, and he thinks it's paper, he he won't even go out after it. 99% of the time, he's right. So uh, he's become very selective. And I think anybody who was going to do this, that's what you'd want to do because you can't have your dog picking up everything. Yeah, definitely. That'd be really good for those dogs that have like the amazing like mental capability. We just got a new German Shepherd, and he's already today just like 
20 minutes before this interview, we had to put him outside for a second while we got our other dog up and he learned how to open the door within five minutes. So (laughs) that might be something we need to train him to do to occupy that super smart brain of his. Yeah, because I think a lot of times that's what happens. The dogs are much more intelligent than their humans think they are. And they don't exercise them and they get into lots of mischief. Yes, definitely. Has there been like one extremely strange or unusual piece of trash or recyclables that Max has retrieved? Yeah, come to think of it, the other day we were out and there was some high brush along a stream. And he went in there and I heard this clankle, clankle kind of noise. And he'd lift his head and look at me and then he'd put his head back down behind the grass. And I was wondering what it was. And finally he came out. And he was carrying a big, empty vodka bottle. <laughs> and it looked so funny because it wow. really was, you know, it was a multi-liter bottle that somebody had. And what he was doing, he was pulling it out of a plastic bag full of cans and other uh, bottles. Oh. Uh, I wish I would have had a camera then because he really did look strange with that big bottle. And he was able to carry it. It surprised me. Wow, that is interesting. So my other question, which kind of maybe pertains more to you, Keith, is why uh, recycling? What made you think of this as a job for Max? And has it always been something that you've done? Yeah, um, it's been something that I've certainly become more sensitive about and aware of over the years. And, you know, I looked at Max and he's recycled. You know, if we think about it, a dog that an animal shelter saves from an animal control facility is being recycled because otherwise that animal would end up in the landfill along with cans and bottles and the other things that humans just discard without thinking about it. And so to me, it seemed like a natural. Why not have the recycled dog recycle? And uh, people would look at me strangely and say, huh? But it's amazing because... Uh, the other day, Max was asked to come out and demonstrate his capabilities for a fundraising event held by Orphans of the Storm. And essentially, I talk a little bit about the connection between throwing away litter and throwing away dogs. And then Max does his thing. And it's just amazing because people will see him do that and they'll just go, wow. And, you know, getting loud vocal audience responses pretty difficult usually and right. max max is so focused and you know whether you can hide them and it, it bring you know and you just say to yourself this amazing animal was, could have ended up with the four million other animals that uh, were put down the year we adopted them it just it just it's a tragedy it really is Right. So Max A. Pooch definitely seems to be taking steps to protect our planet. I know that I am also a very green, eco-friendly person at heart. It's kind of the way I grew up. But a lot of people always say to me, like, well, I can't make a difference or, you know, like my impact isn't enough to change anything. What would you say to those people, like with your experience with Max and the steps he's taken to help protect and clean up our planet? Well, I tell those people if they see a piece of litter to bend over because, you know, we all have the idea, the big idea, we're going to do the big thing and save everyone. Well, the reality is the big steps are taken by tiny, tiny little steps. And those tiny little steps may be as something as if we're all aware of litter. And that's one thing I say about Max. He does what most people won't. 
he picks up other people's litter. And so if we even did something as simple as that, of course not litter ourselves. And if we saw a piece of litter on the ground to bend over and, and pick it up because that little incremental step could be saving the ocean because, you know, even here in Illinois, uh, way far away from the ocean, a bottle could be blown or fall into a creek which could uh, eventually go into the Mississippi River and into the Gulf of Mexico and out into the Atlantic. And um, so it's those tiny little steps. And that's what that I say about Max. And Max proves that uh, eliminating or reducing litter is so easy a dog can do it. He doesn't like me to say that, but I do anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's definitely an important philosophy. Um, I went to a camp where the director, or it was 700 people on a very, not a very large campus, and he would always say, if you ever see a piece of trash, you're not doing the right thing if you step over it, and that even if it's not yours to pick it up. And that campus is always the cleanest campus I've ever seen, despite the fact that it's so cramped. And I think, like, your point exactly is that, like, People, even though you can visualize where that trash may end up, it really can have a worldly impact from not just leaving it there. Exactly, exactly. And it's, you know, it's so surprising because we have a 40-gallon trash can sitting by our other cans, and it's filled now with cans and bottles that Max has picked up. And we walk the same route every day. So that means something he picks up on Tuesday has been dropped since we were there Monday. And, you know, it just amazes me because it's an illusion, I think, you know, particularly in the suburbs or areas where park districts or the city picks up trash, we don't realize that it's being picked up. And if, the, you know, if it was left there, we'd suddenly realize just how sloppy people are. And can I say something to the athletes out there, maybe any coaches who might be listening? Sure, go ahead. Okay, we find a lot of water bottles around baseball diamonds and soccer fields. And a lot of times, you know, the kids uh, and the athletes, they get finished and got to get home and and uh, do their homework and, and whatnot. But take a look around. And the coaches, I think the coaches really ought to be setting the example and teaching their kids during practice to make sure that they're picking up their water bottles and there's a lot of other things left too that kids forget, but uh, pick up those bottles because they can end up, um, well, not only going into the ocean, but maybe the next day some kids running and happens to step on one and slips and turns their ankle, and uh, that could have certainly been a preventable accident. Definitely, and I think even on top of that, like the average family, can't remember where I got the statistic, but I think it was from maybe AmericaRecyclesWeek.org. The average family spends about $1,400 a year on bottled water. So even if investing $15 in a reusable water bottle for kids is refillable, it's the water you get is free and it doesn't create that waste that causes such problem on the field. Exactly, exactly, plus all the cost of in terms of resources and making all those bottles we throw away, even if they are recycled, uh, it still takes energy to uh, recycle something and remake it. So it would be better to reduce usage also. Right, exactly. And you can get super cool designs now. They make in like all types. I know each one of my family has a different water bottle because we all have our preferences, but you can really make them unique now into your own liking, much more flexible than those plastic water bottles. Right, right, exactly. And it's just amazing how 
you know, that accumulates because we'll only pick up maybe two, three, four bottles. Occasionally, some days are worse, but but pretty soon we have a 40-gallon uh, trash uh, can full of them. And then I take a photograph of it with Max sitting next to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. So um, we're going to take a quick commercial break, but this is Pets Rock with Max A. Pooch's sidekick, Keith, telling us all about his awesome work. We'll be back in a minute. Don't go anywhere, because the best is yet to come. Stick around. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Pet Life Radio, the number one pet radio network on the planet, joins forces with iHeartRadio to put the power of your pets in your pocket. Awesome. Download the iHeartRadio app and rock Pet Life Radio on your phone, on your tablet, on your Xbox, in your car. Pet talk, pet tunes, and fun pet times. Pet Life Radio and iHeartRadio. Positively possum. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com Hey guys, this is Skylar Samuels. You're listening to Pets Rock on Pet Life Radio with Kristen Powers. Back to the party. Let's go! With the hottest party in town. Hey everyone, this is Kristen Powers with Pets Rock at Pet Life Radio. Today we're continuing our awesome interview with Max A. Pooch's sidekick, Keith. Keith, how's everything going? It's going fantastic. I really appreciate the opportunity to be on your show, Kristen, and uh, to talk a little bit about Max A. Pooch and what he's doing because uh, I think it's just a lot of fun and uh, we're doing a lot of good. Yes, I totally agree. So we spent our first half kind of talking about how Max A. Pooch is the recycled dog who recycles litter and all of that great work that he does for our planet. But when I was researching you all on your website, I noticed that you had some information about animal shelters versus puppy mills. And I know that's a very excitable cause for people. So I don't want to put any words in your mouth or Max Apuch's mind as he tells you what to say to me. But I was wondering (laughs) what your views are on that topic. Well, I'm pretty adamant. I was a volunteer communications director for uh, an organization by the name of uh, the Puppy Mill Project. And uh, they're a local organization here in Illinois. And their primary um, advocacy is to picket uh, pet stores that uh, uh, sell puppies and show the relationship between those pet stores and uh, uh, puppy mills. And if, um, you know, there's a... a a lot of ways you can mistreat animals, but I think when you see how intelligent a dog is and then the conditions they're raised in at puppy mills, particularly the breeding stock, the moms in particular, it's criminal. I mean, you're talking about the moms being bred two or three times a year uh, until they can't have decent-sized litters, and then they're put down, and then sometimes they just shoot them in the head and that's the reward for the life and they may have you know given 
20, 30, 40, 50 puppies that eventually sell at $1,000 or more each at the pet stores, and that's their, their reward. So I would say to any of your listeners, if they're looking to get a puppy from a pet store, to be very careful. I won't say all the pet stores get their puppies from the puppy mills, but I would ask questions, and I would also go to animal shelters because surprisingly you can find some fantastic animals, even if you're looking for a certain breed at an animal shelter. Right, definitely. And I know that my stepmom's actually with PetFinder.com, and she so she's always telling me all these statistics. She says that 25% of all shelter animals are purebreds because I know a lot of people say, well, I need a like, purebred that will fit my lifestyle and I don't want a mutt. And while I love mutts and think they're amazing, I understand like people would like a specific type of dog, but even going on Pet Finder and searching for the right one or being an educated consumer and going to your shelter rather than a pet store, you usually will find the perfect dog for you, even if you may not think it going into it. Exactly. And, and that's a key to look and not buy on impulse, and which is another thing that happens so frequently when people buy at a pet store because they'll be walking by, see that doggy in the window. Maybe a young child will say, oh, let's get a doggy. And mom and dad will be weak for the moment. And pretty soon there's a dog that no one has prepared to take into the house. Right. And it's really now another area too, of course, that uh, you're you're probably aware of, Kristen, are um, rescue uh, breed rescue organizations. Yes. And uh, so, if you're really settled on getting a dog, you're right. Shelters, up to twenty five percent of them have uh, purebreds. Now you have to go look because a purebred won't last as long. Actually, Max is is a purebred, and he had his papers of all things. Because mm-hmm. his owners had turned him, his actual owners had turned him in to an animal control facility, thinking that he would automatically find a home. And they didn't even realize that if nobody took him out of there, he would have been put down within two weeks. And right. fortunately for Max, Orphans of the Storm came along and uh, rescued him. Orphans is a local animal shelter here in Illinois. And so. Um, You know, again, that's an example of that littering, not thinking about the consequences mentality, just leaving a problem for someone else. And it's really the same kind of thinking, whether it's a piece of litter or an unwanted dog. It's like, that's not my problem anymore, and just discard it. And as long as people think that way, I think uh, it's going to be a big challenge for both uh, the environment and for dogs. Right, definitely. So on top of that, what do you and Max think are the best ways for dog owners and animal lovers in general to get involved with these causes that we've talked about? What steps, especially, do you think there are any, do you have any tips for those who may be thinking about training their dogs to do some of the work that Max does? Again, you know, it's it's the old adage is that first he's a dog, he or she is a dog, and then it's the breed. So if I were sitting there with a schnauzer, I might think twice before I said I want want the schnauzer to retrieve bottles. You know, I, I would look at what kind of dog it is and then try to fit the training around the dog. Like border collies are incredibly intelligent and they're great at agility because of the challenge. And so it's things like that. Um, and not to get impatient because other times people say, 
well, I have a retriever, and he doesn't retrieve like Max does. Well, they may be wired to, but you have to spend some time, no matter what the wiring in your dog is, is, is getting them to participate because they're dogs, and just like us, they're not mind readers. They have to, you know, they're trying to understand us. And actually, I think they do a better job understanding us than we do them. Right. So um, my next question is, what is Max's next goal or endeavor? Are we going to be seeing a new generation of pooches cleaning up parks everywhere soon? Or what do you think Max has in store for the future? Well, a couple of things. One thing, he's entered in this contest that if he wins, he'll get his um, image on a billboard in Times Square. Wow. And uh, it's called the it's about me contest and right now he's in the upper five percent and the if anyone wants to vote for him because i think it'd be fantastic because imagine the publicity that would generate if a dog instead of a human ended up with his face on a billboard in times square right i mean you know it would generate all kinds of publicity that could be used to put max's message out there about the littering and discarding of dogs and in the mindset so many of us have and uh, so if anybody's interested in voting for him they can just go to his website which is www.maxapooch that's p o o c h .com and there's a link uh, on the home page of the website right next to a picture of Max on a billboard in Times Square. And all they do have to do is hit the link, and I'll take them right to the site where they can vote. And you can vote once a day. So we're really hoping he's going to do that. And other things, some people have talked to me, and they said, why don't you think about having field trials for uh, sporting dogs, but instead of using live pheasants and birds, use bottles and cans? And you could still be uh, using the same skills that these dogs have been bred to have, but you wouldn't be traumatizing the birds like they do in the field trials they have now. And on top of it, that would probably generate a lot of publicity because the local media would always pick up that these dogs are out finding cans and bottles rather than birds. So that's one thing that uh, a surprising number of people have uh, talk to me about and we're really considering it because it'd be a good way and then of course max makes appearances uh, he and i at uh, well we were at orphans of the storm for a fundraiser where he demonstrated his skills and i talked a little bit about some of the things we discussed here and he was featured by lake county which is the county we live in it's the county just north of chicago as part of their green initiative and uh, that was great because, again, we got to demonstrate that uh, reducing litter is so easy, even a dog can do it. And uh, that's, I think, a pretty pretty basic message because it's so easy to do. Right. Definitely. Well, I'll have to make sure to vote for you right after this. Yeah, please do, Kristen, because uh, I just think it'd be really funny if Mr. Max, uh, his mug ended up there. and Yeah. I'm, I'm sure he'd be picked up by some some talk program out of New York City. Uh, I think they, so, too. I, yeah, it just would be incredible. Yeah, so, I see people's faces up there every day, but if you saw something like a dog, you might take a second glance. Sure, you'd wonder, what is he doing up there? And, yeah. And 
that gives you the reason for the messaging. So, so he's he has a pretty busy itinerary, and the he uh, he likes it because, uh, like your dogs, yeah, he's intelligent and he likes to be kept uh, challenged and active. And he's looking at me right now, saying, "There you are on the telephone," <laughs> because around seven o'clock we start going for a walk, and so six thirty he starts pacing around and looking at me. Oh, okay. In fact, he's right here right now. Well, we won't keep Max waiting too long. I have one more question for you guys, and sure. Max can feel free to send you his message as he listens, but what has been the biggest or most impactful lesson that you or Max or both have learned from Max's work, and what message do you want to pass on to our listeners? Well, I think the the most impactful lesson is that we have a lot to learn from animals. I'm a cancer survivor, and uh, when I went back to my job, two days later, it was terminated. And so after going through the cancer and everything and, and then having a job terminated, I was pretty low. And Max was here, and he was happy. He really started showing me that uh, there's other things to life than the 8 to 4 schedule. And I think uh, your listeners, you know, as, as they get wrapped up in activities and everything else, is to keep a little time just to do something you really, really like that's private and special. And if you have a pet, it's probably a little time with that pet because the, uh, the rewards are just incredible, what you get back from that. Right. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for your time. Do you have any last words or comments you want to say? Just, uh, again, vote uh, once a day for Max. His website is www.maxipooch.com. And if anybody uh, has any questions about him, there's a uh, contact uh, form on there, and we'd be glad to answer them. Cool. Well, we'll make sure to vote for you, and we'll put your link on the show description on the Pet Rock page on Pet Life Radio as well. Fantastic. It's been really great talking with you, and uh, Max is uh, telling me that he's really glad that I told your audience the things I did because he thinks that message doesn't get across enough. Oh, I'm glad Max feels that way. Well, thank you. This is Max A. Pooch's sidekick, Keith Sanderson, and we have been talking about Max A. Pooch's work as a recycled dog who recycles litter. Thank you for your time, Keith. Thank you for uh, having us on your program, Kristen, and uh, have a good day. Thank you. So, everyone, this is Kristen Powers of Pet Rock at Pet Life Radio. Have a wonderful day. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.